Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Final Femme Podcast. I am your host, Jack, with my co-host, Sid. Hello. Sid, how are you, Sid? Um, I am officially okay, drinking... Care. Shut up. I'm drinking a Bud Light today because this movie made me cranky. So get ready, Jack. <sighs> so let's talk about this because the premise of this podcast um, originally, well, and now too, <laughs> is that... We watched some horror movies, which you are into and I'm not into. Correct. And guess what we've done today? We watched Trash. We have uh, flipped the table, or you rather, <laughs> table flipped. Sure did. When we when we figured this out. Yes. And it, this is a comedy horror, which... Thoughts? You're a thought. This, uh... <laughs> hmm. I don't like your attitude in this one. <laughs> oh, good. It's going to get worse. Um, no, this is a romantic comedy. It was actually pretty cute. This is a horror movie. It can go fuck itself. I did not enjoy the horror in this at all. So what we're referring to is Tucker and Dale vs. Evil from <laughs> yes. 2010. Was, yes. And uh, Sid is not – Sid wasn't – didn't have a good time. I, I like even, this movie. I, I know. Is that – are we still friends? We are, but I don't even like Bud Light, and I'm drinking this, so you should feel bad about that. Let me just say, you're doing that to yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> okay, but yes, yeah, so we are going to walk through this movie kind of beat for beat. We're going to mm – -hmm. we will cuss. We're going to caveat this. I mean, Sid's going to cuss. She'll take A up lot. all that. Yeah. Yep. Um, I might have some pleasant things to say about this movie, surprisingly. <laughs> First time for everything. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, we will spoil it, so please be aware of that. If you want to watch mm -hmm. this movie, watch it and then come back and listen. Yes. Because we kind of go through the movie step by step. Mm -hmm. um, so this movie was written – oh, oh, most important yes. thing, 88 minutes. Even movies I like. I – I did think of you when I saw the time. I'm like, oh, this is this is why Jack likes this movie. Let me tell you something. I think why I like short movies is because I procrastinate to the last second before. I, <laughs> I literally just got done watching this. Nice. And if it would have been two hours, I'd have been fucked. We wouldn't be able to record this <laughs> podcast. I so have to that, come back. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I like the short movies. Uh, this was a this was a short one. I like that. Yes. Um, this movie was directed by Eli Craig. Mm -hmm. uh, also written by Eli Craig. Uh, another writer was Morgan Jurgensen. So, don't know who they are, but they did a pretty good job. Do you have any comments? Did they? Did mm, they, okay. though? All right. <laughs> Enough comments. Um, <laughs> That's it for the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Tyler Labine, Labine, who plays Dale. Yes. And also Alan Tudyk. Tudyk, yeah. Thank you. Who plays Tucker and. Alan Tudyk is kind of the more well-known person in this movie. He played yes. – uh, he was in Firefly and Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was in other things, but those are what I recognize him from. Yeah, I um, loved him in Firefly. I mean, he's good in Dodgeball too. I just loved his character yeah. in Firefly. I actually weirdly was going into this expecting to like his character better, but I really liked the character of Dale. Ooh. Dale was very sweet. Yeah. You're gonna flame me for my choice again, or no, is this no, no, actually no. a non-problematic choice? No, Dale's a nice guy. <laughs> I'm. I i do not know why you're accusing me. Of, oh yeah, know. weird. I don't know. Mm, huh. mm. Anyway, the other star in this is Katrina <laughs> Bowden, who plays Allison, who's one of the college kids. Yes. Which uh, I probably should go over the summary here if we're gonna jump straight into that. So. Oh, Oh, yes, please. Sorry, Jack, I have a question. Do you, is mm -hmm. she from other stuff? Because she looked really familiar to me. 
Did you recognize she, her? No, I, I thought I did too. I thought she was the person in Dodgeball. The, the she was like, a recurring member on Thirty Rock. Was By she, the way, she was the the front desk gal. I believe oh. in like season three or four. Wasn't oh, shit. Okay. Thank you. Good to know. So, oh, by the way, we should introduce Philip, who is our new producer. Hello. Uh, Hello, Philip. Do we want to talk about Theo, uh, our previous producer, or should we? Um, Yeah, I can. Can you say a few words for him? Yeah. Um, It was very tragic. Um, Theo decided to take up a side business because he was already in the producing business. So he decided to go investigate this abandoned haunted house. He took a camera with him and... You know, we kept advising him like, hey, maybe don't do that. But he went into the basement. We kept telling him not to. And we just heard horrible screams. But we're kind of kind of go after him because the door slammed shut. So um, we couldn't we didn't have the key. So. We couldn't get to him. It was very sad. So but we're really happy about Philip. Yes. Yes. Uh, our hearts go out to Theo. Yes. Maybe if he's still with us. Not sure. Uh, I don't think his heart's with us. It anymore. didn't sound like it. Rip Theo. Uh, but. Uh, thank you, Philip. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. Uh... <laughs> I hate that. You don't like Rip? <laughs> no. Uh, my partner says that, and it's gross. I hate it. Uh, when you give someone a website, do you say www or you go triple w or because it's a it's a time saver thing. Mm. I think. Yeah, trip up. Instead of what RIP, that takes forever to say that. Rip. It takes forever to say RIP. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. We could die in that time. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Rip, rip. Rip, rip. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to do this by myself then. So, Jack, how'd you like this movie? I didn't like it too bad, Jack. You're doing you guys great, are gonna... Jack. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, this movie, let's go over this, uh, the storyline here. So, Two lovable hillbillies are headed to their fixer-up vacation cabin to drink some beer, do some mm-hmm. fishing, and have a good time. But they run into a group of preppy college teens who assume from their looks that they must be inbred, chainsawed-wielding killers. At this yes. point, Tucker and Dale's vacation takes a bloody and hilarious turn for the worse. Well, certainly bloody. I don't know about hilarious. Uh, oh, this is, this is going to go bad. I can All day, right. baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, let's uh, let's move straight on to the <laughs> taglines because I can't bear criticism. Um, the tagline for this movie was called "This Year Spring Break Is Cut Short." Uh, it's not thoughts. I don't think it's fine, but it doesn't tell me anything about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's very good either. It wasn't that um, funny? I, I believe this movie had some trouble um, getting made. It was kind of on and off for a while. Uh, the release of this movie. Okay, so it was released in, according to Google, released in September 30th, 2011. But mm-hmm. yet it was kind of made in 2010. So I think this movie had some trouble kind of being getting produced. Weird. Um, it's almost like everyone was like, that sounds like a dumb idea. Let's not do it. Uh, it's almost like the world wasn't ready for it. So, <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? That must that's be it, yeah. Okay. That's definitely Thank what you. I was trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it was, it was shot in Canada. Or it was released from Canada, so we got a Canada film on our hands here. Is this our uh, first Canadian one? You know, I don't know. We haven't really been tracking that, so maybe uh, oh, we'll have to okay. keep, take note of that in the future. Yeah, all right. Um, 
I also had trouble finding out the budget, but a little bit of Googling and I mm-hmm. was able to find it. It was apparently $5 million to produce this. That's more than I thought. Yeah. And same with the people that made the movie because the gross, uh, the opening weekend in U.S. and Canada was 52843 Okay. Didn't do too good. No, uh, not really. Gross in U.S. and Canada was 223838 Weird. I thought now, this movie was amazing. Now, it is because gross worldwide, 5224938 So, so it made they, its money back. Uh, and like $2 on top of its money back. They still made money. <laughs> They're still in the green. Okay. Come on. <laughs> no, and this, I think this goes to my point of like, I, I think they had trouble f- like getting this made. It, it, sure. it showed at a bunch of film festivals. So I don't even know if this had a, it didn't have much of a theatrical release, I'm guessing, based on our numbers there. But I don't think so. I feel like I remember hearing about this movie word of mouth, but not seeing it in theaters that much. No. Yeah. I have a feeling it's kind of, I know you won't agree with this, but it's kind mm. of, it has that kind of thing where it gets popular after all, you know, it's released and everything, which I kind of equate to like cult classic type of uh, oh, situation. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a bad choice, but you know. <sighs> oh, wait, I have a question for you, Jack. Oh, do you? I have an answer. I, I do. So on a couple of our episodes previously, we were noticing that they were releasing them around like. December, like Christmas release. Did you mm-hmm. see what day they released this on? I'm just curious if the trend continues. Well, again, if if Amazon is to be or Google's to be believed, it was mm-hmm. September 30th, 2011. Okay, so they so, they're starting to release them around actual October now. Yeah, so maybe, maybe they were like, "Hey, we're gonna release this uh, comedy horror right at the beginning for get you know, people primed and ready for the Halloween season for that year for 2011." Well, it was horrific. <sighs> Hmm. <laughs> it was the 2010s. <laughs> People had different tastes. <laughs> People up. had a sense of humor. Oh, I don't. I don't believe that's true. Really? Well, yeah. let's step through the movie and find oh, out. Oh, let's do. Okay, so we already kind of talked about so Tucker and Dale, the main mm-hmm. characters, and Dale's kind of this like ginormous, big teddy bear guy. Yes, he's very sweet. Um, um, Tucker is Tucker's it, kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick to Dale, but he's also a dick because he wants Dale to think Dale has low self confidence, and he yes. wants to kind of you know boost his ego a little bit. So he's 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 a, he's a good friend of of Dale. Yeah, but. He comes off a little um, mad because of some of the stuff that happens to him in this movie, which we will get to. Well, fair enough. Uh, I did want to comment that this movie is kind of like – so we our last movie was Hell House, which yes. was a found footage group of people creating a mm-hmm. haunted house. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, there is a documentary film team that goes in there and – spoilers, they get killed. And this <laughs> sure starts <do>. – <laughs> This starts with a found footage documentary or news team, which is pretty ironic, and we definitely planned this. It's a lot of connection. Oh, with, yeah. This was on purpose, for sure. Yes. So we first start with um, – it's a reporter that's walking through and say, oh, here's the place. I, yeah. I, I know the police missed something, so they're looking for some clues or something like that of something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's just her and a camera guy. They're walking through, 
And all of a sudden, you <laughs> see her, the reporter, get whacked with a, what looks like a broomstick. Yeah. And then immediately after, the camera guy gets hit, too. Okay, who was that supposed to be? Because that's after the end of our movie, right? So who is yes. that? So the guy that attacked them is Chad, who is one of the the college kids. That's Chad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. No shit. Okay. So I'm seeing in real time Sid's mind just be blown <laughs> by this yeah. brilliant movie and this blown this, wide open. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's it's I'm I can't wait to hear your opinion at the end of this after we Oh, go I'm sure everything. you can't. Mm. Um <laughs> so I thought it was funny that we kind of picked up where we left off with Hell House and it's now yes. this found footage thing, which it doesn't last very long. Um it basically shows that we have some kind of weird thing going on and there's this this guy, the, the 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 guy that hits them with the stick, has a face that is deformed. So something has happened to him, and he seems crazy. Yeah. Apparently, this is set in the Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian Mountains. Choose whatever way you want to pronounce that. In West Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first scene is we are following a bunch of punchable douche teens in a car driving. And they're on vacation, and they're driving to a to a cabin or to a camping spot, rather. I believe I have written down nine idiot college kids driving. Wait, so we're picking up on the same vibes here then? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. Well, I immediately – so some of the movies we, we've watched in the past has trained my ability to locate the douche within uh, – not myself, within a group <laughs> of people. Uh, Sid, are you okay? Okay. <laughs> So I quickly honed in on Chad, who is the you can tell is the leader of this group. Everyone's listening to him. He's the biggest douche. So automatically, he is terrible. He's a terrible, typical college freshman. I don't know. I don't. And his collar stays popped the whole fucking time. It's impressive. I noted that. Mm -hmm. All the shit that happens to him, it's still popped, baby. It's still popping. It's up in the air like a fucking skyscraper. Girl, she fresh. Oh, and these people weren't really – I would say that the the three people we went over as the stars are really the people that are the most notable. I'll tell – like Chad was played by Jesse Moss, but I've never seen him in anything, and I don't know if he's Mm -mm. worth mentioning. But we we get this kind of scene where they are driving a ginormous like Chevy Tahoe, and Mm -hmm. they nearly miss like a truck that's kind of half on the road. And they're like, oh, the freaking hillbillies. So they're already making fun of the locals and everything. Right. And yeah, and of course, Chad starts his uh, chant of Omega Beta, which thank you, but no thank you. Chad no. is a fucking beta. Get out of here, Chad. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, they're, they're, you know, we're getting contextual clues of like, oh, they're on, they're on break or something and they're going to go camping and, mm-hmm. They're kind of talking amongst each other, and one of them is like, well, uh, Allison, who is played by Katrina uh, Bowden, mm-hmm. is is kind of our main girl in this in this movie. Yes. And she, you can tell right away she's kind of a nice person because she's kind of pushing back on Chad's douchiness. Mm. Basically, she's like, ah, guys, I don't know if we should be doing this. This is kind of – I don't know if we should be doing this trip. We're being terrible. Yeah. So one of the kids, uh, who we later find out his name is Mitch – just pulls out a one joint. He pulls out one joint from his pocket of his shirt. And and then all of a sudden, Allison's like, oh, okay, we'll have a good time. 
you're gonna get everyone high with one joint you have like nine people in that car <laughs> jack is the joint expert <laughs> no <laughs> no i thought joints were a one fur i thought just one person no okay it's puff yeah. puff pass bro the, you with nine people well it's a lot it's, of spit you're gonna get to know each half, other really well half puff pass maybe that's the only way you're getting through that thing where everyone can get something so we get that little weird scene where i guess we find out that allison's cool with marijuana or something i don't know what the point of that was but i mean um, everybody should be well sure sure but it shouldn't be a weird thing and she just she should have just pulled it out and they'd be like yeah thanks Yeah, thanks, so, cool, man. Yeah, thank you. Okay, <laughs> thank you brought that. Um, so at this point, the, the 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 truck that they passed earlier on almost crashed into it and had to like swerve out of the road. Now mm. catches up with them and is passing them, and we mm. find out it is our heroes, Tucker and Dale. Woo! And they are they're going by so slowly and just creeping, just like staring at the the teens in their giant Yukon or whatever that is. Yeah, Tucker mean mugs them pretty hard, and Dale just looks kind of stupid. Yeah, he's just like mouth agape, like, <laughs> like doing that. And he, I love it because he's he's just holding a drink and it just says beer on it. Beer, which can't go wrong with that. You know what it is, right? Right away. That's you're right. You're very right. They should label water, water. I mean, water. Let's just, just do it that way. The you know Tiger and Dale go past them. They they pass them, and then <laughs> there's someone in the back of the car of this ginormous vehicle. Illegally, obviously, there's no seatbelt back there. She just pops up and is like, "We didn't bring any beer." So we know it's a true horror movie, and that's when I knew I hated this movie. Why? Because you, you <laughs> thought you thought they should be you should have been more prepared than that. Like no, they should have had the beer ready. Oh no, because I knew it was gonna be rude about the genre I really care about and make fun of it, and I don't comedy like that. horror. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Sid. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Whew. Okay. I'm going to regain my composure after that. Mm -hmm. That was that was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. One thing I, I want to note in this movie is that it is amazing. Um, by no, 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 no. Okay, wait, wait. Hey, you didn't let me finish. <laughs> Although I could have. Uh -huh. Right there. It, it's amazing how all you have to do is change the soundtrack and it, a, a movie becomes a horror movie. That, yeah. So they're, they're, they're. You know, they, there's not a lot of music in this. Mm -hmm. uh, well, there's like some twangy banjo and stuff when they want to show Tucker and Dale doing their like fishing and stuff. But for the most part, it's like creepy, like violin horror movie music. Yeah, it's pretty traditional horror music. Yes. But all it's doing is showing all of these people that live in this town who, you know, you know they might look like they're hillbillies or whatever. But they're just kind of – they're at a store. They – the kids have to stop at a, off at a gas station to get beer because they're yeah. dumbasses. Because they're stupid. Yes. But they stop at this gas station, and then the horror movie uh, music kicks in. And mm -hmm. so, from our perspective, it, 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 this movie kind of sets the tone of like, oh, they're you know, they're this is a typical horror movie where they're going into this area. People don't like them. They're yeah. warning them not to go. Camp oh, don't around go here. up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I thought that was a good point of like how effective the music or the soundtrack is in a movie to change the mood. That's a good point. Okay, I'm. I promise I won't reference TikTok every do, time we do an episode. But I have seen a clip. Do you remember in Harry Potter where like Snape comes into the potions room or the dark arts room and he like shuts the curtains and he walks in fabulously and shuts everything and it's like this. It's very dramatic because he just wants everyone to know he's a scary teacher. But somebody put the background music of like um, 
Jay-Z and Beyonce is crazy in love. So he's just walking in fabulously like, yes, shutting the curtains. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is great, right? It sets the that, mood. It's, it's a completely, funny. It completely changes the character and what you perceive as their like uh, motivation or, or, or their behavior in the movie, I guess. This movie did do a good job of playing with like perceptions and who's the real psycho who's, asshole. Who's the real monster? Exactly. Exactly. Spoiler, it's Jack. So it's me. <laughs> what yeah. i feel like i was pretty uh no 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 i've been okay throughout this okay i might be at the end of this if you keep going though if you keep poking me go ahead i'm okay. sorry jack okay no it's okay i just gotta mm. okay just deep breaths they're in the gas station uh allison is just looking at weird stuff on the shelf and she pulls something off the shelf and immediately sees <laughs> dale's weird face looking at her <laughs> so at that her. would cre- that would creeps anyone out right he's just like <laughs> staring at her yeah so she awkwardly kind of like like kind of gets out of there her philip never do that again ever that was terrifying philip just he put just, his face real close to the he camera he stuck his maw right in the camera yeah <laughs> His meow right in the camera. <laughs> the teens kind of leave the store quickly. They get their beer and then they leave quickly and mm-hmm. they're outside. But then we get the kind of inter- introduction that, you know, uh, we hear Tucker asking Dale, like, hey, we need anything else? They're, they're mm-hmm. buying a bunch of stuff because they're going to go up and fix up the cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dale just goes, how about this six-gallon pickled egg thing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> so gross. disgusting. <laughs> Have you had those before? Pickled uh, egg? I don't think so. I don't think I have had a pickled egg. It looks kind of gross. Me neither. You know what? Maybe this is a lesson of like. Maybe they're we delicious. We shouldn't judge based on how disgusting it looks. We should just try it. I'm going to send you some pickled eggs for your birthday, Jack. Oh, don't even bother. <laughs> no, my, my, my concern was that it's a ginormous jar and you're just sticking your hand in, in there and eating them uh, one by one. That was disgusting. Got a little paw in there. So then we get the scene where, you know, Tucker and Dale are out at their truck loading it with the supplies they just bought. And then the college scenes are kind of across the way mm-hmm. doing the same thing. They're getting their cooler ready. And Dale is just munching on these eggs. He's like halfway done with this damn thing already. <laughs> so gross. It is disgusting, too, because uh, Tucker looks like he could—he just always has a dab of chew in his lip. I under, thought that, lip. too. He looked like he had chew in his lower lip. Yes, it's never revealed that's what it is, yeah. but he always has what looks like a like a bump in his lip on his bottom. Yeah, lip. disgusting habits. Um, chew great. and eggs. Chew and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker kind of notices Dale's looking at at the one of the college chicks and is like, "Hey, you should go over there and talk to them." And he's like, "I can't. I can't. I'm, um, I'll get all dumb and and like." So this is the part where we start realizing, like, okay, Tucker is really trying to build up his friend because he realizes his yeah. friend has very low self-esteem and, and will not go over there without Tucker like telling him he needs to go do that. Just go mm-hmm. be yourself. So, and, and he says, Hey, go over there, just smile and laugh. Like just, you, you'll be, you'll be good. And for whatever yeah. reason, Dale takes a metal scythe over there. Yes. With them. Okay. Wait, with his mouth still full of pickled egg, sure, he marches sure. open with his big old scythe and goes, mm-hmm. Oh, are you guys going to go camping? Ha ha ha. Like, <laughs> Whoa, Dale. <laughs> As you can probably assume, the kids are a little uh, put off by this. A little scared. So immediately the girls are like, ew, and the guys are like, what? And then they like come up and like try to like, Chad, dude, don't get away. Yeah. Yeah, Chad specifically, yes. He's like, dude, get back up. We don't want, you know, we don't want any trouble. We don't want any trouble. So Dale's like, oh, okay. All right. 
He's like, that's good. As they're like leaving, he's like, oh, that's a nice cooler you got there. And then, I know. they're just like, poor old Dale. <laughs> they're just freaked out by him and running away basically at this point. So now, it, now we see that uh, Tucker and Dale are driving again, mm-hmm. and they're going apparently going up to the cabin that uh, Tucker has just bought. Um, and of course, they're both pounding beers in the car as they're driving, sure. which great, great. It's a, it's it's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Don't drink but, and drive. Yeah. Well, don't. Yeah. Well, Pepsi's okay. You can drink some Pepsi. <laughs> uh, Coke is better. Ooh. Oh, you ooh. like the hard stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it makes me drive faster. Oh, right. There you go. <laughs> um, so they get pulled over. <laughs> this is a pretty good scene because as soon as the lights flick on, Tucker's like, oh, and then he like drops the beer in his lap, mm-hmm. gets his lap, sopping wet. And of course, Dale, being the helpful friend, <laughs> goes down. He's like, I'm going to help you. You know, he's, he's like, has like, napkins or whatever and he's trying to dry mm-hmm. off his friend's pants dick excuse me <laughs> <laughs> but dale gets caught down there and he can't he's like trying to get out and as soon as the police officer comes up to the window dale gets free but he doesn't have a shirt on now <laughs> like why where did your shirt go dale <laughs> it's it's stuck down there in tucker's crotch i guess but um <laughs> so the police officer comes up and he already hates these two guys because he thinks they're gay yeah. By the way, that the interaction of like it looked like Dale was in his crotch doing something nefarious, mm-hmm. and he came back up. So, you know, the officer is basically just like uh, very suspicious from the get go. I would say mm-hmm. the sheriff is he also played he's played by Philip Granger. Mm. He tells Tucker and Dale, he you know he says where are you going? Tucker says we're going up to my cabin I just bought, and the sheriff just says. Where you're going, pain and suffering on a scale <laughs> yeah. you can't even imagine. And it's like, okay, little, I don't, was that like a homophobic reference or something? Like Sodom and Gomorrah or something? Or I don't know. That is when I went and got a beer to get through the rest of this movie. You didn't watch some of this movie? I watched the whole damn thing. Oh, I just okay, had to okay. go get like refreshments, gross refreshments. Yeah. I, I'm surprised you have that in your fridge, Sid. Uh, We had it from when we had company visiting a while back. Mm, okay. So it's fresh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's been in the fridge. Okay. So the, the, the sheriff lets him off and just says, hey, by the way, it, it was just a broken taillight. So he lets him go. Mm. And they immediately open another beer and then start driving back to the cabin again, uh-huh. which, you know, lesson learned. And they get to the cabin and it's a complete piece of shit. And it looks like, to me, it looks like the cabin from Evil Dead. Like, yeah, I thought that too. I don't know if it's just every cabin looks like the cabin from Evil Dead because it's Maybe. always an homage to it. But so it looked kind of like that cabin. Uh, but I mean, and everything's just like boarded up, shitty. It, it's ter- it's in terrible uh, shape. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Tucker and Daryl are like, it's beautiful. It's huge. Oh, my God. It's a mansion. <laughs> and they walk in are kind of, you know, exploring it. And they, <laughs> they make some kind of funny comments where. Uh, they find some bones, and they're like, oh, the previous people must have been archaeologists or something. Mm-hmm. And then they find all these newspaper articles of, like, teens dead, a group teen of teens missing. He's like, oh, he was a journalist, too. He liked newspapers. Nothing? Sid, I just, come on. I just wrote down these two idiots bought a serial killer's house. They did. They <laughs> did. But they made some funny comments about it. They're They're oblivious to all this. It took me a while to get over being grouchy about it. <sighs> why don't you, why don't you take another sip of that beer? <laughs> uh-huh. So now we jump to the teens who are at a campsite at what four p.m. But they're acting like it's eight p.m. Dark yeah, out. Yeah, I thought that was goofy. 
So there's it's still light out, and they're like, one of them's like, oh, you want to hear a scary story? And everyone's like, no! And they start throwing beer cans at his face, which is hilarious. <laughs> I did think that was funny. He gets spilled. Was that one of the times you laughed? Uh, I smirked. I did give it a smirk. Oh, okay. Okay. Just making sure. Is that okay? But of course, our our biggest douchebag in the group, Chad, has to one up him and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you guys want to hear a scary story?" So then he goes on to tell about this story about uh, which. Okay, before he does, he tries to do the cool guy thing and he takes a hit of the joint, but then immediately has to do his inhaler. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny! I've rolled my eyes so oh hard. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. Stupid. Uh, it's stupid funny. It's stupid funny. <laughs> mm. But uh, Chad then goes into a tale about, oh, there's this group of teenagers in the past who back in the on Memorial Day weekend were slaughtered. And it kind of shows a reenactment where there's just like a group of like 90s teens like dancing in a circle. <laughs> they don't even really... have a campfire. It looks like no. the grass is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> very, yeah, very poor uh, imitation or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But then these like people just kind of wander in. Two guys wander in. They switch out the cassette of like happy dance music mm-hmm. or party music and put in like she likes my track. It was like a hillbilly yeah, song. Or it whatever. was not so, good. No. So of course they all look and are like, "What's going on?" So basically they're like, "Hey, we don't want any trouble. We want any trouble." And the guy that says that gets a saw blade thrown straight at his face and like mm-hmm. right between the eyes. So he's dead. He did. And then we see a woman get stabbed in the. Neck with a machete. I will mm-hmm. say the gore in this movie was a little bit much. It was a little squishy. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought so, too. So, basically, the, the story is that, you know, oh, all these teens got murdered. One escaped. Mm-hmm. And they're all buried exactly where we're camping right now. So, everyone's Ooh. like, um, okay. And then immediately another member comes over to the groom's like, you guys want a skinny dip? I found a lake. And everyone's like, yeah. I did think that was funny. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. I said I uh, did. No, I know. That's, that wasn't funny. Oh, that was, you're <laughs> fucked. Oh, yeah, I know. That wasn't funny. Okay. Whatever. Shut up. I'm oh, sorry, Sid. Oh, <laughs> man. This is so great messing with you on this one. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. Um, so now, now it's finally nighttime. The sun, the sun has dropped. The moon has come up. And we switched to a scene where Tucker and Dale were in a fishing boat, and they're just fishing at night on a lake, which, which is actually normal. I'm not making fun of the at night thing. Like, people do fish at night. Do that. Okay, I was wondering about that. Like, I haven't seen it, but I also don't really fish, so I didn't know if like fish are more active at night or something. I think so. Like, like towards the evening, like in the early morning and the evenings are kind of more active. So, okay, I guess that's what we're supposed to get from this. We just we just established that Tucker and Dale are in the area on the lake. Yes, the lake that they're presumably going to go skinny dip in. Uh, but we cut back to the the campsite where now it's just Allison and Chad. And Ugh. Chad, this scene gave me the ick. Now let me tell you something, Sid. Uh-oh. Um, what kind of vibes are you getting from Chad at this point? Because usually, when you when when I have problems with a, a male like person in the movie, I, I somehow find out that you have the exact opposite opinion than I do. It was two times, two times. Suck a dick. I hated Chad right away. <laughs> okay, okay, we're on the same page with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Chad is trying. He's he's pulling his creepy. He's like, Allison, I, oh, I just stop. Bad. Stop with the act. Stop with the act. You think you're better than everyone else? And she's like, What are you talking about? He's like, And you are. And we are meant to be together. And he tries to like make out with her. And she's like, No, get away from me. And Chad is not. Chad is. I'm kind of getting Billy vibes from Chad in that 
He doesn't like rejection, so he gets all he's a little pissy. I got date rape vibes from Chad. Like if they had been alone mm-hmm. and she had said stop, he would have not stopped if there weren't other people around who could have heard her screaming. Like absolutely. Chad scared the shit out of me from the moment he opened his mouth. Like, ugh, that guy's it's almost like he was evil. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, Allison denies him and Chad gets all pissed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're back at the lake and we see all, all the basically everyone but Chad is down coming down to the lake to skinny dip. So they get in, they're doing their thing. And we, we get this scene where Tucker sees what's going on. It's like, oh, let's Tucker's- go see what's going on. Tucker's being kind of a creep in this scene. He's being kind of a creep, yeah. I, I hate to admit it, but he is. So he wants to peep. He wants to peep on the on the skinny dippers. On that college booty. And Dale's like, what are you doing? No, we can't do that. So he's being, you know, he's the Because Dale is a guy. gentleman. Absolutely, absolutely. So they start paddling in circles and <laughs> because Tucker wants to go over there, Dale doesn't. So they're just going in circles and Tucker's like, you son of a bitch. Let me see some boobs. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, pretty much. But as they're talking, Allison notices them and she's like up. I don't know why she's like up on a rock. I don't. About to jump in, but she's like taking her clothes off or whatever. And she slips off the rock and doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. So so Dale, being the the hero, jumps in and, and pulls her out and saves her. And they pull. <laughs> it just is a scene of, of a, a shot of both of them pulling her into the boat. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the, I was like, where are her friends? She's yelling help or she screams. And then where are her, are her friends in that situation? They're not good friends. No, because we find out as they're watching Tucker and Dale pull their friend into the boat, they just are, they think that they're trying to abduct her and, and you know, kidnap her. Mm-hmm. And of course, Tucker has, he's a, he has a way with words. So he's like, we got your friend. We got your friend. We got your friend. And so all of her friends scream and turn around and run away. Yeah, because that's what friends do. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You look they're, like you got this. You're unconscious. You'll be fine. Well, they're freaked out. They're stupid. They think they, that there's some hillbilly psycho killers. Mm. They did the natural thing and they ran away. There. What they would do in a horror movie. It's not what <laughs> I would do. Have, it is not having this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now the, the friends run back to the campsite and say, tell Chad, hey. Ugh. They took Allison and he yeah. goes, what? And he's, he has like an ax in his hand. He, of course, he's going to go try to save her. But all they do is just get to the edge of the lake and he yells and yeah. Tucker and Dale keep going the other way. And they're they're basically taking her back to the cabin so that they can, you know, nurse her back to health, I guess, or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Next scene, Allison wakes up in the cabin mm-hmm. and she is justifiably freaked out. Oh, my line is Allison screams like an asshole when Dale comes in with breakfast. Because I was afraid she was going to be like a dick like the rest of her friends. But, uh, yes, and in, in most m- movies you would expect that. But in the opening shot, we established that um, Allison, of the friends she's with, she's the nice person because she's trying to push back against some of the like everyone calling everyone a hillbilly in this area. She's like, well, guys, you know, they're not all like that. She's trying to be helpful or, you know, trying to be nice in that sense. True. Yeah, so Dale comes in. He's taking care of Allison. He's he's bringing her lunch, or no, not lunch, breakfast. Mm. And he's kind of explaining, you know, hey, we we took you here because your friends mm. basically ran away from you. And she's like, what? So she's surprised by that. Yeah. And during the same time, we see that Chad and the group have found the hillbilly cabin, what they think are the hillbillies. The summer home. The summer home. 
and of course they say we should go to the, uh, all his friends except for Chad are like we should go to the cops. And mm-hmm. Chad's like, no, we can't do that. We got to do this ourselves. Oh, which Chad, what? Right, shut up, Chad. Yeah, one of the friends, Mitch, who's the guy, we'll call him Joint Man, Mister Joint. Yeah. So he he he's the one that pulled out the joint in the car. He he says, well, we should just go up there and knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, okay, we'll go do it. And he's like, well. Not me. Well, not I said me. We, sh- we should, but not me. Mm-hmm. So they're all afraid to go over and confront the the hillbillies. Basically, they play nine games of rock paper scissor, and yeah. <laughs> Mitch loses every one of them. So he has to go up eventually. Well, and is I was just gonna say we is this before or after we see Allison and Dale playing board games? No, it, it's about when they're about to start. They're kind of talking, and she says, "Will you have anything to do?" And they look and try to find a board game, and so they start they start playing that here in a little bit. Mitch comes up, he approaches the cabin, <laughs> and as he's doing this, Tucker is um, revving up a chainsaw, so yeah. it's probably not looking pretty good for Mitch. But he, uh, Tucker, revs up the chainsaw, cuts into a log, and and disturbs a beehive. Mm-hmm. And it, I, have you ever stepped in a beehive or been stung by bees? Uh, I've been stung twice. I've never stepped in a beehive. It sounds horrible. Let me tell you, it is. I've stepped in one. You did? And Yes. Oh. When I was a kid uh, <gasps> on my family's farm, I stepped oh. in one and was stung like crazy. Oh my and god! Thankfully, I mean we were far away from a hospital, but my 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 great aunt had like a aloe vera plant, so she basically yeah. just opened that entire thing up and was like rubbing oh. it all over. The, it, it was bad. Poor Jack. So yes, it hurts. Yeah. But I will say I wouldn't advise holding a chainsaw while that <laughs> happens. So. Tucker is holding a chainsaw, gets stung by bees, so he comes mm-hmm. out running around with the chainsaw, slicing through the air like the like Leatherface, basically. Yeah. And, of course, Mitch is coming up to the house, up to the cabin right when this happens, so he sees Tucker, and he is freaked out. He runs away. Yeah. So Tucker scares all the kids. They all run, but he runs in the direction that Mitch is, so it almost, like, it looks like he's it chasing like, Mitch. Yeah. But he's really just trying to get away from the bees, apparently. Mm-hmm. They're They're, like, running... Tucker catches up with Mitch and is running pretty much next to him. Parallel to next to him. And he's running past. So Mitch kind of like looks over and he, I think at that point he realizes he's not chasing me. Yeah. But it's a little too late because he runs right into a sharpened stick and kills himself. Which is an idiot. Yeah. It's because he was high. (laughs) Yeah. That's why. (laughs) Now (laughs) Tucker comes back to the cabin and is justifiably a little pissed off. And so he doesn't see. I don't think he sees Mitch kill himself. He just says, your friends, he basically goes to Allison and says, yeah, your, your friend friends must are be like weird. allergic to bees because he was running even faster than me. Yeah. Um, I wanted to back up real quick. When Dale and Allison are playing Trivial Pursuit, it's kind of like the first step in her, her change in perception of him because he, Dale is kicking her butt. Like he's really good at Trivial Pursuit because he can just remember random things so it's kind of Mm -hmm. even if she says like don't treat people like hillbillies you can tell she still has like a preconceived notion of him so this is kind of her first step in changing that well and she also has to trust them in what they say to her is the Mm -hmm. truth like hey we actually you fell in the water you hit your head we actually are saving you not kidnapping you so i think she's still also on the verge of like i don't know if i can trust these people that just took me took me to their cabin basically Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you as you said, thank you for bringing that up because they're uh, we could tell that uh, Allison and Dale are bonding over this board yeah. game that they're playing. 
Uh, but as they're playing it, that's when Tucker kicks open the front door and he looks, <laughs> he looks I don't so know how bad. Just, he has been stung many times and he has uh, quite the thing going on on his face with the boils <laughs> and the, yeah, he doesn't look too good. No. Dale is basically, he's kind of trying, he's warming up to Allison. So he's like, so what did you study in college? He's asking her questions now. Yeah. And she says, I studied psychology um, and she thinks how most conflicts are because of a lack of communication, which yeah. is pretty much this entire movie. This, that was a little on the nose. Pretty funny. Was it? <laughs> uh, I thought it was. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, he basically kind of, he, he finds out that she's, inter- she's you know, studying to be a psychologist, mm-hmm. wants to do ther- uh, be a therapist, and she's kind of like has some self-doubt. So she's like, oh, my parents told me I shouldn't do it. And Dale's like, no, you should. You should follow your dreams. You should be a therapist. Like he, ironically, is willing to stick up for someone else's low self-esteem, but not his own. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. So this is when Tucker comes back. <laughs> he's he's stung all over, all over, but mostly on his face because there's just ginormous boils oh, everywhere. Yeah, and he is pissed. He is pissed. But one of the, I guess this is a cure-all, according to Tucker. He is all in pain, and he goes straight to the cooler, opens a <laughs> beer, and pours it on his face. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's apparently supposed to help with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we get this kind of sweet moment where Tucker's like, He's he's not happy with Dale because he's like, if you would help me, I wouldn't be in this situation. You should have been out helping clean up the all the woods and mm-hmm. you know yeah. trying to trying to clean up the cabin. And Dale's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Let me let me. I'm gonna go over there and take all the stinging nettles out of your out of your face. Your and face. Of course, yeah. And Allison sees this. Like, oh, he's a sweet guy. So like, we kind of established that like he has a heart of gold. Dale does. Yeah, he's very sweet. Um, but who does not have a heart of gold is Chad, who we switch to next, and he. They, all the other teens want to leave. They're like, we should get the fuck out of here. And right, Chad's like, so. no. He's just sitting there like sharpening an axe and like going full Rambo mode here. Right. Like Chad is the definition of toxic masculinity. He is gross. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, but, but they hear someone approaching. So they all hide again. And they just, this is a great, great misdirection here. But um, Dale, Dale and Tucker are walking out there because they're trying to find the teens because they're, Allison's friends and they're trying to re- reunite him. Yeah. But Dale's walking by and he's just like, yeah, I was beating the crap out of the college chick. Uh, and then, you know, when we're done here, I'm going to oh, go back in and finish her off. Finish her off. So, yeah. you know, good, good misdirection here. So all the teens think that he's like killing her. Yeah. And then <laughs> because Tucker's face is all swollen, he, they, they both are like, well, we got to see if we can find these kids. So he's like, Hey, college kids. Hey, <laughs> college kids. And they're just like, you know, yelling that out, which wouldn't you go to that? If oh, someone yeah. Was yelling that? Some okay. scary dudes who I think are murdering my friends. I would definitely respond to, hey, college kids. <laughs> <laughs> so they try. They say it three times and like, eh, well, we don't know where they're at. So then Dale takes the axe that uh, Chad was sharpening. He just leaves it behind. And he's like, well. We don't have any pencil or paper, so let's just etch this into the axe. So they carve a message into the axe, and then the teen the teenagers look at it and just says, "We got your friend," <laughs> which I don't see a problem with that. They're trying to let oh, them know yeah. that they, Allison's safe and with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now this is this is probably one of the better parts. So Tucker is now continuing his cleanup of his property. He is using the wood chipper. He's throwing wood logs into it. Yeah. And, you know, just doing his thing. 
Uh, and Dale is digging a outhouse hole. Digging a shitter hole. Digging a shitter hole. So he's digging digging along. He's singing some like pop song, which is kind of <laughs> funny. He's like he's like humming it as he's doing his work. And Allison just comes out and's like, "Hey, what what are you doing?" And of course he says, "You know, like you said, said digging a shitter hole." And he's like, "Oh, I mean uh, an outhouse." And so he's trying. Oh uh, no no he about, says, "Oh, I mean a a, a crapper hole." Uh, I mean uh uh. <laughs> Well, it takes him a couple more times to get to the words <laughs> that maybe wouldn't offend a young lady, but she says outhouse. Yes. So she's like, Well, I want to help. So she gets in there and starts like whacking at some roots or something and digging mm-hmm. around. So Dale and her are working on that. What her friends see though, because they're still like kind of hanging out by the cabin, they yeah. just look through the trees and it looks like because Dale is like enamored with Allison that she's like He's not just this just staring like staring at her. Yeah, which I mean, it, I think it's more like Finding out she has like a work ethic and is is yeah. willing to get her hands dirty, mm-hmm. and also that she's pretty too. But uh, he's so he's standing back watching her as she digs, and her friends are like, "That sick fuck is making her dig her own grave." <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Stupid. Those it's kids, a, but you're laughing. Those Sid, kids are you're, dumb. They're dumb, but you're laughing. I'm laughing because you're laughing. Oh, I have a sympathetic laugh. <laughs> oh wow, thanks. Hmm. <laughs> I guess that my mine doesn't work that way because I, I would have laughed not. right there. Mm. Uh, so at this point, the 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 college kids are like, we got to do something. So they they make up a plan real quick because they kind of they have like a sharpened stick and like a pocket knife and an axe. Yeah. So they're like, all right, you two take out Dale and we'll take out the uh, at Tucker at the wood chipper. Mm-hmm. So her friend, who I will say. Just he he's the one with the stick. He just runs straight at Dale and uh, Allison, and he looks like Vanilla Ice. <laughs> he did. He looks just. I can't remember. I don't know what his name is. Um, we don't. I, should... I feel like we didn't really get to know their names until there's less of them. Yeah, I want to say Todd, but Todd works the, for I, me. I what? I said that oh, works oh, for oh. me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Thought this was another coworker we wanted to talk about. No, <laughs> no, I don't have a Todd. <laughs> So Todd or uh, Vanilla Ice just runs full charge, like ah, and he <laughs> goes to attack uh, Dale. And mm-hmm. you know, luckily in time, uh, Allison's like, "Hey, watch out!" Dale turns, hits her in the face with a shovel, knocks her out, and they both fall into the outhouse hole they were just digging. Mm-hmm. Um, but so does Vanilla Ice. But the problem is, he is tripped, and now he has fallen on his spear that he is meant to trying to attack Dale with and yep. just slowly slips down and dies right on top of Dale, which was a pretty gruesome death actually. Uh, yeah. I had to put that one on mute because there was a lot of squishy noises. It was gross. Yes. Yes. The Foley artists were in full swing on that one. He, he, he just falls and dies on them bleeding all over Dale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to the, the other nameless college kid. I don't even know this guy's name, but he's, he's looking at mm-hmm. Tucker behind a tree and he has like his little tiny pocket knife he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak up on i'm him gonna and get stab this him. guy so of course he goes and jumps as soon as tucker ducks down into another piece of wood and he jumps headfirst into the wood chipper like a smart kid these are the dumbest fucking college kids i have ever seen on the planet like how did you make it to 18 or 19 yes that's exactly my point these dumb college kids you went to college shut up i, I made it past the wood chipper phase i didn't do that well, it's true. That was that was a different class. I didn't take that one. You didn't take wood chip class. No. 
So, yeah, so the, the kid jumps into the wood chipper, and then it's a pretty gory death because he's just like, blah, 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 and it's gross. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. Yes. And Tucker is trying to pull him out, but to his friends who are looking at it, it looks like he's shoving him Pushing in. Shoving him in, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part, so it like, there's so much gore in this wood chipper that it just goes, and it like clogs it and it turns off. And then Tucker's like, are you okay? <laughs> you okay? That was so good. Yeah. Clearly I'm fine. Yes. He couldn't say much. I don't think he had a mouth at that point. No, I think it was gone. Now, this horrific scene where, you know, two two more kids have died. Tucker and Dale take Allison back into the cabin, put her on the bed because she's knocked out after being hit in the head with a shovel. Mm-hmm. And they are, this is hilarious because they're freaking out. They're like, what just happened? They're like all emotional and like crying. Yeah. And he said, Tucker's like, I've heard of this. I know what this is. These college kids signed a suicide pact. Nothing? Okay. There's going to be a lot of dead air in here waiting for the laughs from Sid. I don't know. The uh, the excited face you make after you deliver the punchline and then the disappointment when you get nothing from me is pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> listeners, my face, I say, I say that brilliant line of what happened in the movie and I... I kind of hold for applause or hold for a... He's very excited. And nothing. And I give him nothing. I'm used to that, though. Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> so now now we go back to the teens who are obviously are freaking out because they just lost two more of themselves. and Because they're stupid. They're stupid. And now they're really like, we want to go. And they're like, Chad, you're insane for wanting to stay. But he yes. is still bent on having this revenge story or trying to get Allison back. We, we slowly find that his motive is maybe changing a little bit. As we're yeah, it's not way. for Allison. It's to, like, prove himself as a man. Yeah. Yeah. So all the other teens but Chad run to the road. And mm-hmm. one thing we I forgot to mention is that one of the teens actually went, like, drove their car back to town so he could get help. Uh, Chuck. Thank you. I Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. College kid number five. So he is riding in a police car with the sheriff that pulled over Tucker and Dale earlier in the movie. So they're driving up to their property. And, of course, the kids get in front of the car like, oh, boss, you know, like they're they find the car and are, are flagging them down. They all get in the car and they drive up to the cabin. Mm-hmm. So there's there's basically four of the college kids in the police, the, the sheriff's car. At this point, we have Chuck, Naomi. Jason and Chloe. Chloe is the smoker. How? Which I was kind of surprised that uh, we had a smoker in 2010 movie. We did. We did. And yes, yeah. And, and I think she was the only one. And she was the only even, one. There's only there's even comments from other the, the other teenagers who are like, stop doing that. You're going to kill yourself. With That's that gross. Stuff. So again, another example where, yes, people smoke in the movie or one person does, but it's looked down upon. Yes. It's not an, an accepted uh you know, common thing that's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. While the the sheriff is driving up to T- uh, Tucker and Dale's cabin, Tucker and Dale are saying, because they discussed the possibility of p- calling the police, or Dale did because he's a little bit naive, mm-hmm. and Tucker's like, what, you really think if we call the police, they're going to come up here and believe what we said about these kids are just offing themselves? He's like, we're not doing that because it's gonna, they're going to frame it on us because it's going to look like murders. It looks like we did it, yeah. 
And so what they say or what Tucker says is we need to clean all this up, which actually makes you look more like a murderer if you're doing that. Yeah. So they're in the middle of getting um, half a man out of the wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, which is disgusting because he is literally half a man. Just pulling his little leggies out. They're of the... pulling him. They're pulling him. And he said, <laughs> Tucker says a great line. He says, the store better not charge me for this because it's just covered in blood. It's uh, like, and he also has another good line where he says, man, he's heavy for half a guy. That one, I, I thought that was funny. That was a good one. Oh, finally, finally. Oh, my God. Uh... Yes. Anyways. <laughs> so Sheriff pulls up and they're they're literally dragging the body to be put in their pickup truck so they can dispose uh-huh. of it. So Sheriff catches them red handed, essentially. And Tucker <laughs> just says, oh, you know, uh, these kids just started killing themselves on my property. We've had a doozy of a day. Doozy of a day. Howdy doody. <laughs> and he that's probably the best line of the movie. Like, these kids are killing themselves on my property. That's thats great. <laughs> what a misunderstanding. And of course, But D- Dale, being the naive, lovable fool he is, is like, oh, yeah, we got another one inside. She's still in. <laughs> she's still alive, and she's in my bedroom. And this isn't sounding good to the sheriff, I'm guessing. Right. So the sheriff's like, well, why don't you show me this mm-hmm. other person? So they take him inside, and... Finds out that she's okay. He, like, checks to make sure she's still breathing. He's like, I don't think she has brain damage. I think she's going to be okay. But then he starts getting real with Tucker and Dale because he's like, you know what this looks like, right? And it's Mm -hmm. essentially what Tucker just said about not calling the police is it looks like they killed these kids. Yep. And to make his point, the sheriff goes and leans on a pole, which we found out earlier in the movie is – this cabin's a piece of shit. So you don't want to touch anything because it just falls apart. Okay. I have a question for you. Oh. So this beam that they lean on that has the nails in it that, yeah. like, swings out and hits you, mm-hmm. because I'm pretty sure this is a serial killer cabin, mm-hmm. is that on purpose or is it just shitty engineering? I couldn't tell if it was designed to actually hurt someone mm-hmm. or if it was just – because I don't, I don't know what kind of purpose a <laughs> board with just nails sticking out of it has structurally, you mean, in, yeah. in a house or in a cabin. So it could be. Could have been used for uh, killing purposes or, or something like that. But this is – and what's funny is this happened to Tucker. He pushed the pole, and when they first got to the cabin, it swings. Dale tackles him so he doesn't get hit by the nails. Mm-hmm. And Tucker's like, we got to fix that. And I guess all that meant is we just got to put this back up and make it a trap again because that's all <laughs> yeah, that happens. That's all they did. Yeah, because the sheriff goes and leans on the same pole. It swings down, and he's not fast enough, and it hits him right in the head. So Dang. he has like a – just nails straight through his head. Like five nails through his forehead. Which is gruesome. Yeah, it's gross. So he stumbles out the door and Tucker and Dale are right behind him. So to the kids in the police car, it makes it look like, oh, Tucker and Dale just bashed this guy on the head with a board with nails in it. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The, the, the sheriff stumbles to the car and he is trying to radio for help or something and he's yeah. not making any sense cuz you know i think the nails kind of poked the brain they tickled impact. it a little bit they tickled some sensitive parts <laughs> language specifically so he falls down and he's dying dead mm-hmm. the everyone's screaming the kids are screaming in the in the sheriff's car in his vehicle one of the kids has the he finally like recovers from the shock grabs the officer's gun and oh said, you God. son of a bitch, hillbillies. And he click, click, click. And Tails just like, oh, uh, you got to turn the safety off. And Tucker's like, what the fuck are you <laughs> telling him that for? This s- stupid fucking kid. What kid mm-hmm. 
Oh my God. Like, did you never take gun safety 101? The first step is pointed it right at your face, right? Jesus Christ. He's looking for the safety and just shoots himself in the face. Like, you deserve that. You are stupid. Now, to be fair, all the teens, other teens saw that Tucker and Dale didn't cause that death. Right. <laughs> True. So why are they? They should believe them. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Their friends blows his head off in front of them, which is, I'm sure, traumatizing. Yeah. It was also gross. Yeah. It, it was disgusting. Again, this the gore in this movie was uh, pretty intense for a, a relatively low budget movie and, and one that's a comedy, too. Yeah. So this this unknown team, Chuck, I guess. Kills himself, mm-hmm. and immediately Chad runs up and grabs the gun and starts shooting it at Tucker and Dale, who jump into the cabin and get on the floor, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Well, they find a nail gun. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's right. Chad is like, hey, I got your dog, and he's got a gun mm-hmm. pointed to the dog's head. And so yes, Tucker's like, hey, you distract him with this nail gun. I'm going to go save the dog. Which I want to point something out, because this is this is something that happens in these freaking movies all the time. Anytime there's a nail gun <laughs> The way a nail gun works is you push it against something and it then allows it to shoot something out. You can't just point it at someone and shoot and it will shoot at someone. I was wondering uh, about that. I was like, There's this... like a little sleeve. If you're pulling that back, you can do it that way. But okay. Dale wasn't doing that. It so seems wanna... like a really dangerous tool to have that you could just accidentally shoot somebody. <laughs> so that makes more right? sense. Okay. There's a, there's a bit of a safety measure behind it. it it's a thing where it has to be – it has to push up and release – so that it can actually fire. Huh. So I call bullshit. That's my biggest problem with this movie. Yeah, that's the fake part. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you know, this is a movie. So we got to see, you know, machine gun, nail gun, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Dale just breaks out the window and is like, hey, you college bitches. And he's just like, he's just like shooting nails <laughs> at the kids. And Chad is returning fire with his gun. And they just keep this volley up until... Finally, uh, Tucker is able to sneak around and release the dog. Okay, I have to tell you, this was one of the parts that I actually did laugh out loud because, like, Tucker is army crawling to the dog. He lets the dog go, and the dog goes the wrong way, and he goes, "You're going the wrong way, shithead!" And then immediately the kids hear Tucker say it. that, and then he's caught. So the dog gets away, and immediately yeah. Tucker is in their custody. That so just made me laugh. Yeah, not a good move. Mm-mm. You know, he's caught by them. Chad punches him out, mm-hmm. and then. What they do is the kids take Tucker out into the, further in the woods and hang him upside down, mm-hmm. and they're going to set a trap for Dale because they're thinking Dale's going to come look for them. Mm-hmm. But just to make this point, his point even more pointed, uh, Chad cuts off two of <laughs> Tucker's fingers. His bowling fingers. Which, ugh, again, too much gore. Tragic. So now we're back at the cabin with Dale and Allison. Allison finally comes to. She's been out for hours, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Dale is just kind of, he's broken. He's a broken man. He's hes emotional. He's crying. And he says, he explains everything to Allison of like, he's basically like, do your friends take medication? He's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, I don't think they're taking it today because they're all crazy. And he's just, you know, going on about her friends. And she's just yeah. obviously confused because she's like, what? My friends wouldn't do that. Why? Mm-hmm. So she she's kind of putting it together where maybe my friends just think you're like there's a miscommunication. We just need to talk this out, basically. Mm-hmm. Dale tells her all this, tells mm-hmm. everything that happened in the past couple hours, like her two of her friends dying and everything. She's like, no, no, what, what? And then we hear Chad say, hillbilly, and it like a thud against the door. Mm-hmm. And so Allison's like, I'll get that. Of course, Dale doesn't want her to go outside. She opens the door and sees all the carnage that just happened, like 
two, two or three of her dead friends. Yeah, all the bodies, the sheriff's body, mm-hmm. and just notices a little package on the porch. So she picks that <laughs> up, takes it back in, and unwraps it, and it ends up being Tucker's fingers, along with a note that says, we got your friend now, or something like that. Yeah. Which, okay, Chad. Thank you. Okay, Chad. This is where... Allison's kind of putting it together of like, well, maybe this is just a misunderstanding. And my friends, I think my friends just think that you're, and she kind of stops and Dale's like, what? Because you wouldn't be seen with me type of thing. Like, like. Well, we're murderers because we're hillbillies. Like Exactly. It's in, and Allison's kind of, uh, no, I didn't, you know, she kind of let slip what, yeah, what she thought too, a little bit about Tucker and Dale, about how they were hillbillies. So Dale is uh, understandably heard about, yeah. hurt about this and he kind of runs out and said I'm going to go find my friend so she he leaves Allison back in the cabin while he goes and tries to find Tucker mm-hmm. uh, which he does and he finds him hanging upside down and <laughs> Tucker's of course saying it's a trap and Dale's like what it's a trap and of course too late he finds out it's a trap so he walks in and the trap goes off and a pointed stick goes right by his uh, ooh it it shaves his um it goes yeah? into his his pants what? oh uh-huh where it would hurt a lot and mm. you know it almost hits him in the balls that's what oh I'm there it is <laughs> there we go okay <laughs> which with this movie i'm surprised we didn't see that it's like oh great we get to see his ball split open because of the gore in this but Ugh, gross you're telling me okay flat i'm not hung like a bear yeah Thank you, Philip. Me too. Uh, oh, no, that's part of the movie. Yes, so that's that's Dale's comment when the, the pointed stick does not hit him in the junk. Mm-hmm. He's like, God, I'm glad I'm not hung because it could have been bad. Because then it wouldn't have been bad, exactly. Yeah. Dale gets his friend down the the best way he can. He just chops the rope and lets him fall on his head, basically. He does. funny. Didn't even break his fall. <laughs> but he said he's sorry. Yeah. So now, I guess while all that ha- is happening, Chad and one of the other girls of the teen group sneak Naomi. into the cabin. Naomi? Naomi. Thank you. Thank you. They sneak it back into the cabin, low to the ground. They're whispering. I was like, "Where? we got to find them. Where are they? Hmm. And Allison's just like, well, what are you guys doing? She's like standing up and she's like, hey, what's up? And they're like, what are you, what are you doing? What, are you, what? That's crazy. And she's like, no, everything's good. They're not even here. So they're like, oh, okay. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. like stand up and like, oh, That's everything's normal. <laughs> Immediately, Chad is like, we got to burn this fucker down. Like, we got to burn this cabin down. And Allison's mm-hmm. like, no, wait, 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 what, what? Like, this is a whole misunderstanding. Like, um, we can talk this out. Yeah. And Chad is, is at this point, is convinced that Tucker and Dale are evil. hmm Which is ironic because it feels like that's him now. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Naomi thinks it's a... Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Exactly. She thinks it's Stockholm Syndrome. Allison is, like, fell in love with her her kidnappers, basically. And, of course, right now is when Tucker and Dale show up. They kick the door down, but get away from her. Chad gets real fucking possessive. He gets right... He's a close talker. He gets right in her face, like, don't tell me you mm-hmm. fell in love with that fucking hillbilly. And he's, like, got the hatchet, like, up to her neck. Yes. Like, Whoa! Yeah, and that's when Tucker and Dale jump. And, and to your point, so... No, no matter what anyone says in this movie, if you're not part of the college kid group, mm-hmm. nothing is going to change your mind. So, again, Chad has already made up his mind that he is literally fighting a pair of evil hillbillies that have kidnapped his girlfriend, who is not even his girlfriend. Exactly. So when everyone's like, no, no, everything's fine, he he can't see reality. Yeah. So he's not listening to them. He He's insane at this point. 
we get a we get a nice scene where Allison's like, nope, nope, we're gonna talk this out. I'm gonna make some tea. We're gonna sit down and we're gonna we're gonna talk this out. And we get a nice little hint for later that uh, apparently Chad is allergic to chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. So save that for later. Put it in your brain. But they're like talking about tea, and Dale's like, "Oh, I love Earl Grey." And he's like, yeah, "That was really cute." It's like, "Aw, Dale." Yeah. So Allison is like, "We're gonna we're gonna try to uh, see each other's from each other's perspective, yeah. basically. Like, I want you to like get in his mind and see what he's talking about." So, um, <laughs> Allison's like, "Let's start with you, Chad." And Chad's like, "We're gonna go back to before I was born." And she's like, "No, nah, not that far." Not he's that like, far. "No, we're doing it." <laughs> So here's where we start learning Chad's backstory and like maybe why he is so fucking insane at this point. Mm-hmm. Because he basically that whole story about the Memorial Day massacre and all that stuff that his parents were involved in that, according yeah. to him. And they were attacked by hillbillies and thus his bloodlust for hillbillies, his hatred for hillbillies is justified. <laughs> his right? bloodlust for hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> so. We kind of understand where he's coming from. And then yeah. Allison's like, Dale, you want to talk? And he's like, well, first, I just want to say, like, it's really messed up what happened to your parents. And I'm sorry. I know. Like, Dude, yeah. Yeah. And it's really weird because we don't really hear his side of it. He just is like, you know, I feel sorry for you. And that's not what we're trying to do. And Allison's like, thank you. That's all we need to know. It's like, you can make him well, you have him explain a little bit more than that. We could say a little more. A little bit more. They're sitting at the table having this discussion. And, of course, the, the other two teens. Chloe and Jason. Thank you. You got you. Chloe and Jason come up, and they're looking through the window, and they're like, are they just, they're just sitting in there having tea. What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? And Chloe's S- like, you know, tea sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah, everyone's on board for the tea, which is hilarious. <laughs> but as soon as they're ha- like about to reach an impasse with the discussions, mm-hmm. he just breaks the, the – what was his name? Jason. Jason. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Jason. Jason just breaks down the door and is like, you motherfuckers. And he has a weed whacker. He sure does. And he goes to hit Dale and Dale ducks. And he starts weed whacking Naomi's face, which, wow. Sure did. Murdered the hell out of her face. Wow. Those things are intense. Weed yep. whackers are. And he, he lets it linger there, too. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, just taking her face off. <laughs> I just said the teen whacks the other girl's face off. <laughs> And, and he whacker. did. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. Now Chad is like lighting a fire mm-hmm. and he he's, or he's throw, he throws a lantern and it, it starts a fire. But of course, this fire, please. Well, I was going to say before that, if you just want more difference between Dale and Chad, Dale is trying to protect Allison from Chad and... Chad is trying to literally murder Dale and Allison tries to get him to stop and he hits her and throws her over mm-hmm. to the side. So Chad's a fucker. We already knew that, but more Chad's a fucker content. Not only that, but he has also tried to burn the place down while everyone's inside too. That too. So a bit of a psycho. A little bit. So yeah, he, he throws a land and there, there's a little scuffle like like you were saying, Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes after Dale and... Tucker punches him and gets him away from him. But then he throws a lantern and starts a fire. He throws it right at Jason's, his friend's yeah, feet. Yeah, what the hell? I don't know. So he immediately starts burning. And then, <laughs> what's her name? Chloe. Uh, Chloe. Thank you. <laughs> Chloe is is too strung out, hasn't had a cigarette in a while. So she mm. goes and just sits in the corner and starts <laughs> smoking. <laughs> well, she's sitting in front of a cans of gasoline while there yes. is fire going on and she's like I don't care and just 
breathes in a breath of cigarette smoke and like mm-hmm. closes her eyes very peaceful. She does look at peace. Uh, there's another good line where Tucker's like, I should have moved those, like referring to all the gas cans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, yes. It's like just tons of gas in the cabin. Mm-hmm. So Tucker and Dale and Allison get to – sorry. Didn't mean to smack my ma- mic there. Um, smack my mic up. Uh, smack <laughs> my mic up. Yeah, there you go. Um, Tucker, Dale, and Allison le- like get out of the cabin, mm-hmm. and Chad picks up the axe and is going to follow them, and Naomi grabs his ankle and says, don't leave me in here, and he's like, fuck you, bitch. So we, we know uh, I believe his- the line was, get off me, you nasty bitch. Okay. I don't like Chad. Justice for Naomi. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we realize Chad is not a good guy. He doesn't even really like his friends, apparently. So, mm. But the cabin, they get out, uh, minus Chad, and, and the cabin blows up. Yeah. And kills everyone but Chad. Mm-hmm. So. Tucker, Dale, and Allison get in the truck, and they start to drive away because they see that Chad has popped up like Jason out of the fire because Chad is not dead. No. And he looks just like Two-Face, like Batman Two-Face. <laughs> He's literally like down the middle of his face, uh-huh. burn on one side, fine on the other. So yeah. he's a little pissed. They get in Tucker's truck, <laughs> which they miraculously get away, and then mm-hmm. Dale crashes five seconds later. Oh my that okay. <laughs> I just a quick aside. That is a huge pet peeve of mine when characters in a movie keep looking to the back and talking to the people behind them. I don't know, maybe people do that still, but I can't imagine I don't know. It's just dumb. I don't like it. They should teach that in driver's ed. <laughs> don't do that. You might. Uh... If you're in a fucking horror movie, don't look back. Don't look back. Just keep driving. Keep driving. Just keep going. That's right. I mean, it's a good lesson. So Yeah. Some time goes by, apparently, because we get the scene where Dale is waking up. His dog is making out with him, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. licking his face. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? Where's Allison? And he sees uh, Tucker sitting against a tree right outside the uh, outside the truck, mm-hmm. sitting on the ground there. And one thing I wanted to note here is that we do we have this like touching scene between Dale and Tucker, and mm-hmm. Tucker's basically saying like you got to go get her, go save her, uh, you can do this. He's doing he's doing another pep talk for him, but interesting. Whoa! Interestingly <laughs> enough, uh-huh. Tucker doesn't have any of the fucking bee stings anymore. He healed. Huh. He's all he's I all didn't good even now. Catch that? That's funny. Maybe he's, the fire burned them all off. There you go. It was the beer. The beer. It helped. was the beer. Oh, my God. It does work. He did pour it on his face, so. Yeah. Damn, okay. I'm going to start using that as my medical treatment. Just pour beer on your face. Yeah, need stitches? <laughs> Put beer in there. Put that beer. <laughs> yeah, so he gets a, Dale gets his pep talk, and he says, okay, so him and his dog, his dog leads him to where Allison is, where Chad took Allison. Mm-hmm. I guess Chad took her to a lumber mill. I don't know how he knows that it's over there or where it's at, but they go to an old lumber mill. Mm-hmm. And this is a pretty good this is a pretty good scene. So Dale's like, all right, buddy, talking to his dog. You're gonna stay out here. I'm gonna go inside and kick some ass. So he starts shooting up like Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. He had his final girl moment. Yeah. He was suiting up. He was. Nice big chainsaw. Mm -hmm. I thought it was hilarious. I I assume that's a reference to Leatherface, the way he was gearing up like that. Oh, I thought it was just like a final girl montage. Oh. Well, interesting. He has his right to be a final girl. He so does. Okay. Dale is a great final girl. Mm-hmm. So Dale comes in and he's like, I, I don't think he says anything. He just shows up and Allison looks over. And he's like, oh, my God, who is that? And Dale's <laughs> like, it's me. It's just me. Because he's dressed like a freak. Like, like. <laughs> He's well, he is. He's all break. he's all ready for battle, and he's there's no battle to battle. be. He's got like a metal, like a welding mask over his face, so she can't yeah. see him. 
And interestingly enough, he can't either because you have to have a arc to, for that thing to light up. So he couldn't see anything with that mask on either, which is hilarious. Yeah. So you seem very. Um, no. Is that a, not not a no no no? That's a boring fact. I was just thinking um, <laughs> that we didn't talk about the fact that before Dale gets there, you see Allison tied up on this table, like to a buzzsaw is essentially behind her head, and Chad is like being a creeper and she's essentially like oh please stop please let me go and chad's like nah and then he tries to kiss her and he's like only if you beg me and then he just keeps kissing her and then he licks her face it's disgusting yeah let us remind you audience that he is two-faced at this moment so (laughs) it's not imagine kissing an ashtray (laughs) like that's that oh it was it was really weird me out it's really disgusting yeah and you know allison didn't want him before this, but surely doesn't want the, you know, the burned breath or what, you know, whatever he's got going on there. It's like he's ugh, disgusting. Yeah, disgusting. you want it grilled, not blackened. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I also thought it was funny because, like, I don't know if this is like a reference. That, that was a very James Bond evil villain. Yeah, like uh, set up for a death. So instead of uh, man with a golden gun, we'll do man with the fucked up face. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you laugh more at that than the entire movie? Okay. Oh, wasn't that good? Okay. Shut up. Uh, so <laughs> Dale goes over to Allison, and he starts trying to untie her. And at this point, Chad is at the controls, and he starts up the saw, and he's mm-hmm. he's he's getting everything going. And Dale just says, what kind of knot is this? Like, he can't get it undone. He's, like, <laughs> so perplexed by the <laughs> which is hilarious to me. Poor Dale. Uh, and then... Chad and Dale have their fight. This is probably the, you know, the epic part of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. As they're as they're doing their fighting, uh, Dale just takes an axe and whips it, and it happens to cut the ropes that is keeping Allison tied to the board. So she's freed. Mm-hmm. She's freed. It was a magic shot. And then Chad and Dale have another battle, but this time Dale has a chainsaw and Chad has a pipe. Yeah. No contest. I'm sorry. No, no. Between a chainsaw and a pipe. No, the chainsaw is going to win. Chad is like blocking the chainsaw and it's like making all these sparks. But it's like, dude, there's no way that that pipe would stand up to that. (laughs) No. So it's basically an anime fight at this point. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. And um, we do what Wes Craven has some commentary on uh, about not doing in a horror movie is they go upstairs when they can just run out of the building. They run straight up the stairs like idiots. Mm-hmm. Luckily, there's some doors that they can barricade, so they do that. Dale and Allison. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, thank you. Dale and Allison make their – no, Chad escapes, and he's having a good time up there. No, yes, it's Dale and Allison. <laughs> Chad's just hanging out like, hey. <laughs> hey, got away. Wait, this is the wrong role. So Dale's looking around. They're looking for a weapon to fight Chad, and Dale finds a huge carton of chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wonder what he's gonna do with that. Hmm. And, and while he's looking for a weapon, Alice and I, I suppose is looking for a weapon too. But she happens to find this newspaper. It talks about the Memorial Massacre. Yep. Memorial Day Massacre. And they find out through that it was Chad's dad who was the killer. Yeah. Who basically tortured his mom, raped and impregnated one of the teens yeah. he found, which turned out to be Chad's mom. Right. When before. Chad, when he told the story originally, he said that his dad's body was never found, meaning he he was under the illusion that his dad got killed in this yeah. accident as well. So, yeah, they find out Chad's dad was the one that was the, the massacreist. Mm-hmm. And um, Chad cuts through the, you know, he gets upstairs immediately. Like the, the stuff they put in front of the door didn't do anything. <laughs> so he immediately gets up there 
And Dale's like, no way, look, look. Which is funny to me that you're at this point able to reason with the killer <laughs> to get him to stop trying to kill you. Like, hey. And so he says, look, no, the newspaper. Allison has a great line where she said, Chad, it's okay. You're half hillbilly too. And he's like, no. He no. freaks out even more. Yeah. <laughs> and Dale throws the chamomile tea in Chad's face, which he's allergic to. Mm-hmm. Chad then like falls out of a window and they think he dies. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he falls what, what looks like to his death. Uh, next, we get the reporter. From the beginning of the movie, who's oh. reporting on scene and saying, we, you know, there's this crazy mm-hmm. potential suicide thing. And then there's, a, we think there's a deranged killer involved. So she's reporting on the details. And this is being watched by Tucker in his hospital bed um, while he, we find out that he's had surgery and had his, his fingers reattached. Which made me happy because the way Tucker is giving him that inspirational speech and the way we don't see the lower half of Tucker when earlier... I like I assumed Tucker was not going to make it to the end. So I was happy. This would have been the saddest movie if that happened. I know. I was happy Tucker didn't die. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, so yeah, we, we Tucker lives, thank God. Mm-hmm. And then we see Dale come in and he's he's wearing he's like all cleaned up. He doesn't yeah, look Dale like a hillbilly nice. anymore. Yeah. He comes in, he's checking on his buddy, making sure he's awake. He's like I got you a present. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Paps blue ribbon with a ribbon on it, literally. Which is kind of funny. And Tucker holds up his hand like, yeah, I got my fingers reattached. And clearly one of them is a female's finger because it has a red nail. It's got, yeah, sparkly red nail polish on it. kind of a dumb joke. And he's like, I don't remember that. And Dale's like, no, oh, no, that's yours. You've always had that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Dale leaves the hospital Mm -hmm. and goes to the bowling alley. And he's hanging out with Allison. And they're bowling. and They're on a date. They're on a date. And he's like, uh, just I, I, he's like at one point trying to talk to her. He's like, I, I don't think I'll ever get a chance to say that. And then she just kisses him because she's like, shut up. I know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do this. And yeah, that's happily ever after Tucker and Dale and Allison get to leave. So. Tucker and Dale and Allison versus evil. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so did your thoughts change at all going through that? No, nah, I stand by what I said. I liked uh, it as a romantic comedy. I thought it was really, that part was cute. I liked her learning that she was kind of a D-bag, but they're actually good people. I liked the misperception. I liked the change in the music, like you were saying, how you can make a scene that looks innocent sound like horror just by a switch of music. But I did not like the horror part of this. I thought it was dumb. I hated all the teens. Well, yeah, they're dumb as hell. They killed themselves on his property. Stupid. So fucking stupid. It did have some funny one-liners, so so I'll give it that. Oh, thank God. We can still be friends, I think. (laughs) Oh, okay. Thank God. (laughs) I mean, I did give you some shit on the Scream episode. Uh, What? No. Okay. Never mind. Listeners, if you go back and listen, you can clearly hear that Jack is respectful at the 90s at all times. And Billy. Yeah. I had to be because it was being screamed in my ear every (laughs) 30 seconds, but... It was the 90s. <laughs> uh, one interesting fact I want to put out about this movie mm-hmm. is that apparently there is a special feature on the DVD that shows the movie from the college kids' perspective. and it, So it looks like Tucker and Dale are the villains. The, so maybe that would be more up your alley of like that might the be horror fun. movie version of this. Yeah. My guess is it's probably like 20 minutes long because I don't know how they would, I don't know, fill it out. but. Mm-hmm. But that would mean I'd have to spend more time with the college kids, and the only redeeming part of this movie is Tucker, Allison, and Dale. You know, I agree with you completely. 
And and the dog. The dog was fine too. Yeah, the dog was okay. He's fine. So yes. Sid. Yes. Um at this point, we are going to choose I mean, this really would be for, I guess, Allison, because she's the final girl, but mm. it wasn't like Tucker I'll... and Dale were trying to kill her. So I think they're all final people. Oh shit. I Got a drink for Dale and Tucker. I didn't get Allison a drink. Um, well, you can give them all the same drink. It's good. No. Uh, all right. I'll give Allison. What a college girl's drink. What was I drinking in college? Um, Something sweet. Uh-oh. So let's give her. Uh, we'll give her. Apple martini? No, I was going to say a rum and Coke. All right. All right. Okay. Like, that's a nice, safe, uh, easy college drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I've thought about this for the, the dudes. So. Dale gets a Miller High Life because when they're in the boat and Tucker is telling him to stand up for himself and there's one Miller High Life left in the cooler mm. and Tucker's like, yeah, stand up for yourself. So Dale tries to take the last beer and he's like, well, that's my that. No, that's not what I meant. Dale, that's my fucking beer. So Dale gets a Miller High Life. <laughs> um, and then Tucker gets a Pabst Blue Ribbon because it's his favorite beer and Dale brought it to him when he was in the hospital. Yeah, I thought that was – it, it almost seemed like their like commentary there was, oh, look, I got you a good beer because they're drink, <laughs> just drinking beer beer in, in, the, in the beginning of the movie. And, Pops of course, Paps is like, you know, like creme de la creme of – for them, I guess. So I think I, that's kind of funny. Okay. A, a long ago, way before I met my um, partner who is a glorious human being, um, I dated a trash bird who – Really liked uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. So mm -hmm. for his birthday, I and he was a smoker. Not great. So uh, for his birthday, I got I made him a birthday cake, which was just cans of Pabst Blue Ribbon beer, a carton of cigarettes, and I tied a ribbon on top of it. And I just had a little candle that said 27. So this is OK. OK. <laughs> so this whole thing is not an edible cake. It's oh, a no, it was just cans oh. of beer okay. with a ribbon tied around it, a blue ribbon and then a little a little pack of cigarettes. I kind of like that. Right? I I knew what he was about. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God, this is the best. He Anyone's loved it. He's like, this is there amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. Delicious. Nasty. Well, I think we'll move on. I'm going to go to my drinks here. So yes, I'm sorry. I didn't split them. I didn't split them up like you did. So I'm going to think on the fly for um, um, Tucker and Dale. Okay. I, I literally am just going to give them beer. Just, just beer branded beer. beer That's all they need. Beer branded beer. I like they're, it. They're happy with it. Uh, it heals. They pour it on injuries and it heals them. True. So I'm not, like, I think that they might as well just stick with what is working best for them. That's a good point. And then for Allison, I'm going to give her a drink called Stockholm Syndrome because it was a funny <laughs> reference throughout the, That's <laughs> funny. at the very end by Naomi there. Mm -hmm. And what that entails is bourbon, okay. cold brew coffee. And whipped cream. Ooh. What? That actually sounds pretty good. Uh, well, minus the bourbon. If you just give me the <laughs> coffee and the whipped cream. I actually would do it without the coffee. I don't like cold brew, I don't think. Just bourbon and whipped cream? <laughs> I don't know how good that would taste either, actually. <laughs> Classy. Oh, Lord. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll keep it how it is. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just got to. You got to trust the drink. Trust, trust the, the drink process. maker. That's right. I will say the photo doesn't look good, so I would try <laughs> <it>. <laughs> So, yeah, friends, this is uh, this was our episode of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Which, yeah. Mm, chef's kiss mm. from me. 
Chef's raspberry. Ooh. <laughs> you get both ends of the chef on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, tune in next time and we will uh, for our next episode. And we will see you then. Goodbye. Bye.